The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, everybody. It's Friday. It's me, Ryan Wilson, and John Breach for a little mailbag action. Uh, Will Brinson was supposed to host his podcast, Breach, but uh, you actually had a good guess as, as to what the excuse might be. you want to share it, or do you feel bad about that? Oh, I feel horrible, but, <clears throat> but there was we a whole to... joke in it, so should I say it? Of course. It's not true. Okay. Well, then what if it happens over the weekend? I don't even want It'll to It'll eventually happen. It'll happen to all of us. Just go ahead. Okay. Well, we... Princeton was supposed to show up, and I was like, you know what's going to happen is that Princeton's going to call us. He's going to say his dog died, but then on the first podcast next week, we're going to see the dog running around the room, so we're going to know that wasn't the excuse, and he's going to forget that he made that excuse, so then we're going to ask him what his new excuse was, which I think the real thing is probably he realized it's Memorial Day weekend, and yeah. his wife was like, uh, we're supposed to be you know, at the in-laws, and Princeton totally forgot and that's where he's headed right now. Don't put this on AK, his wife. This is all Brinson. He realized it was Memorial Day three minutes after we're supposed to start the podcast. He called Debo after the uh, start time and made up some some excuse about traffic, which is hilarious. He doesn't live in San Francisco or New York City or Washington, D.C. He lives in Raleigh. Only four people in the entire city of Raleigh own a car, so there's no traffic. <laughs> he's at the golf course. He's six beers deep, and he's like, you know what? I ain't doing this. He's at and putt-putt. He's at putt-putt. We need people on the street, by the way, Breach. If you see Will Brinson, just take a picture of him <laughs> and tweet it at Ryan Wilson CBS and at John Breach, just so we know what he's up to at Pick Six oh Podcast, wherever it is, whatever time of day, and um, that way we well we can follow his his comings and goings. I'd like to see that. All right, it's a mailbag breach, and uh, Debo's with us, which is great news. We haven't seen Debo in a while. He was uh, off living his uh, Yellowstone dreams. Debo, before we get started, I'll ask. The last would you rather from last week's um, mailbag, because you weren't here for it. Brinson and Nada were here. Oh, um, yeah. This is a good one. This might be one of the best ones. I just sort of stumbled upon it. So here's the thing. Would you rather wear a motorcycle helmet to bed every night or always sleep with shoes and jeans on? <laughs> uh, this is good. And, and I had no prep for this because last week I did not admittedly listen to this episode i tried to get as far away from brinson as possible both <laughs> physically and what i was doing with work i would opt for jeans and shoes because oh! i feel like that happens uh more often <laughs> than i'd like to admit right now and not because of like just being drunk just because i fall not necessarily the shoes but like there's 
a solid amount of nights that I fall asleep in jeans as is. So that what? is the answer. So me and I don't remember what Brenton said, but me and Breach said motorcycle helmet just because I I think I'm like Breach. I don't like being hot. Like if, if you're like yeah, lower body's hot. Oh. No, I sleep at 75. So no, no. Oh, that's right. There. He's a weirdo. This is a part this question. He was built for this question, Breach. 75. Can you imagine that? I bet oh you go up this question and emailed it into your book. And then they're like, oh, yeah, let's put it in. <laughs> he emailed it into the book. All right, let's do the mailbag and then we'll do another would you rather at the end because why not? Here we go, Breach. Luke, Ready. Luke DO8 via Apple Podcasts. The title of the, the question is Titans and Malik. Now that the Titans have drafted Malik Willis, when do you think he will be developed enough to see the field? Do you think he will only need one year, or do you think it will be two or three before he sees the field? Um, so here, here's the good news, I think, Breach, for all these quarterbacks not named Kenny Pickett. They didn't go in the first or second round. They weren't overdrafted. There's no pressure to play them right away. And this is also good news for Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee. It may be Marcus Mariota in Atlanta. I'm not sure with Desmond Ritter. But at least Ryan Tannehill, who has a history of playing pretty well in Tennessee, uh, he ended the season not a great way last year. You were there in person to to see it unfold. But I feel like Malik Willis is so incredibly raw. This is the talking point throughout the draft process that he's he needs time, yada, yada, yada. Well, now he has time. But the question becomes, Breach, how soon do the Titans panic if they start slow? That I mean, I feel like that's the that's the big question. I'm going to look real quickly because I don't know off the top of my head. Who is the other Titans quarterback? Do you know that since you are a Nashville correspondent? Uh, you know, I I don't know off the top of my head. It is Logan Woodside, which we never. Oh, uh, I should have known that. So uh, he was on the team last year, I think. Is that right? Yeah, I think he uh, actually spent some time with the Bengals. I might be getting my Logan's mixed up. Mixed You're up. Your favorite. But the point remains that uh, there is no real backup with any sort of experience behind Ryan Tannehill. Let's see what happens. Let's go through this real quickly. I was completely wrong. Okay, so here's the thing. Um. Okay, this start. This is a doable start if you're the Titans in terms of Ryan Tannehill not being forced off the field for being not great. So they host and, and the Giants. The I got, uh, I'm done. Keep going. I was thinking of Logan Wilson. I got my Logan W's mixed up. Oh yeah, Logan Wilson, Wyoming line. Who was, who was not a quarterback? Who was not a quarterback? No, no, close though. Quarterback of the defense, linebacker. Um, so they start with New York Giants. The Titans do at home. That feels like a win. There's a lot of moving parts in New York that I don't know that team will be settled on in Week One. Then you're at Buffalo. I mean. Probably, what, a 15 20% chance they win that game? Yeah, but I mean, they beat them last year. When everybody thought they were going to lose. All right, well, let's just go through it. Giants, they win. The Bill at Buffalo. What are you doing? I'll Give say loss because it's at Buffalo. Then you host the Raiders. Say win. At Indianapolis. I'll say loss. At Washington. Win. All right, and then you get to your bye. So at that point, you're, what are you, 3-2? 3-2. Three and, two? Three and two. Two, three. Yeah, so, I mean, Tannehill's not going anywhere. No. And then after that, this field, so the Colts again. So, um, maybe they split with the Colts at Houston. You feel like they probably win that game at Kansas City. They lose that game. Uh, they host Denver. Probably what lost. do you think happens there? Loss, yeah. All right, at Green Bay, probably a loss. And then the Bengals, the Green Bay game's on a short week, it's on a Thursday. And then they host Cincinnati in the rematch of the AFC. And I see, I don't know, I, I feel like a loss because. But I'm a homer. I'm a double homer because I live in Nashville. But I'll, I like the Titans and the Bengals. I don't know. I feel like the Bengals. Well, pro- well, I mean, I feel like the Titans would have won the playoff game if Tannehill had three interceptions. Um, that two of them were just horrible throws. It's not like the Bengals played any 
Well, he still made the throws. Well, let's do it this way. Cincinnati and Philadelphia probably reasonably expect they go one and one. Yes. So, and then you get to Jacksonville and then the Chargers. So things do get tough after the bye, but I still don't think they, I still don't think they get to the point where it's so tough that seven, eight, nine, ten weeks into the season, you're gonna trot Malik Willis out there who is still gonna be incredibly raw. He's just gonna have taken second team snaps uh, over the, the month and a half, two months. What do you what what, what do you think about any chance of seeing Malik Willis in year one, assuming that Ryan Tannehill stays healthy. Yeah, I think that ideally the Titans would not want Malik Willis playing in year one because that means everything has gone south. The season is falling apart. I mean, you're talking about a team that was the number one seed last year. I don't think th- that Willis sees the field unless Tannehill gets injured or the season absolutely implodes. We talked about the first five games for the five, kind of had them going three and two. If they were one and four, oh and five, maybe Mike Brable says, you know, what? we need to switch. We're going to pull the trigger here and put Malik Willis in. Uh, so, but I do think that after the Bengals game, after that three interception game by Tannehill in the playoffs, that Brable and that front, I feel like the front office, they kind of mentally said, all right, we need to start looking for a replacement because this guy probably isn't getting us to the Super Bowl. Um, so I think the at the coaching staff, front office, that they would love if Malik Willis is ready to be playing in his second year. So I think second Tannehill, year. yeah, Tannehill absolutely plays this season and the next season they kind of if if Willis is ready and he looks like he's developed then try and give him the starting job but like you said it's a third round pick so there's no loss here if he doesn't end up winning the starting job if he doesn't end up uh turning into a good quarterback or even a starting quarterback it's not a huge loss because it's a third round pick not a first round pick or even a second round pick yeah 85 players went before Malik Willis and that includes Traylon Burks who uh, the Titans drafted after sending AJ Brown to Philadelphia then they got Roger McCrary uh, at the 35th pick cornerback which feels a need and then they got nicholas petit friere the the offensive tackle at ohio state and earlier in the third round all needs um all needs comparable to or greater than the, the quarterback i feel like Tannehill uh has one more year left on his deal and then they can opt out after this season after 2023 so and they're not going to do anything prior. I'm just looking at the, the dead cap numbers. Yeah, so they have one more year in the deal. So the, the timing feels about right for Malik Willis. And you also have to remember that uh, Jordan Love didn't play year one. He started right. the, the Kansas City game when I think – is that that's when Aaron Rodgers had COVID, and, and that did not go well. And then Trey Lance played two games last year because he, he uh, Jimmy G was hurt. And Trey Lance had a finger issue, and he didn't play great either. Well, but Mahomes I think didn't play year one. He only played Mahomes. Yeah, Mahomes is is obviously the, the, the biggest one. But in terms of those two, the other names that I mentioned, I think Mahomes is, is going to be a no-brainer when I finish the sentence. But the other two, I think you would probably argue that, that they were um, better quarterbacks coming out. Like no one would dispute that they they weren't higher, more highly rated than Malik Willis, and and that you know bore itself out once the draft actually unfolded. So I think I'm with you. Twenty twenty. Wait, who'd you mention besides Trey Lance? Jordan Love. Well, and that's the other thing is that, and that's goes a long way to. There's not as much pressure on Malik Willis with Jordan Love. You traded up and you mm. made your starting quarterback mad with the 49ers. You gave away a bundle of picks right. to trade up and get him. So there's all this pressure. You almost have to start these guys, uh, but with Malik Willis, that pressure is just not there. So that's that's a good thing for the Titans and for Malik Willis and probably for Ryan Tannehill. All right, let's let's do this real quick before we move on. Let's rank. Which quarter rookie quarterbacks play in the order in which they play? So let me go, go find real quick. We know that twentieth overall was your favorite player, the player that is better than Joe Burrow as we sit here. <clears throat> Wait, what the Ooh. heck am I looking at here? 
Oh, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> I got the wrong gear for the quarterbacks. There we go. All right. So, so Wilson host on a whim. I know, right? So Kenny Pickett went 20th. We know that. And then, so rank them. Kenny Pickett, Des Ritter, Malik Willis, Matt Corral. We'll stop there. Oh, and then we'll do Sam Howell, who somehow got drafted after Bailey Zappi. So Kenny Pickett, Des Ritter, Malik Willis, Matt Corral. If you want to throw in Bailey Zappi, go ahead. And then Sam Howell. You know what? I'm going to say Desmond Ritter first. Over Kenny Pickett. Over Kenny Pickett. Wow. Okay. No, I can buy that. I'm already and- uh, well, my reasoning, yeah, exactly. I think that Mariota is injury prone, and that doesn't mean he's going to get injured this year. But that means that, or it doesn't mean he's going to sustain like a long term injury. But he might get banged up early in the season. He because every time we've seen him on the field, he just gets injured. And if he just misses a week, boom, Desmond Ritter's your starting quarterback. So I think that I don't think any of these guys will start week one. So it's going to be a situation where your team either has to be bad or the starting quarterback gets injured. And if you combine those two things, I feel like Ritter has the best shot. Okay. No, I buy that. And Marcus Mariota hasn't started a football game since 2019. All right. Right. Who do you have? Pickett? I was leaning towards Pickett just because they have so much invested in him. I want Trubisky to play well, which is a huge ask. So we'll see. Mason Rudolph said he talked to Mike Tomlin after the draft. He's been assured he'll have a shot at winning the job. We all know that's probably not going to happen. But I'll go Kenny Pickett. But I I think Desmond Ritter actually is probably, if we're doing odds, I I like those odds the best. All right, so you have Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis, Matt Corral, Bailey Zappi, and Sam Howell left. Uh, Number two is Pickett. And then Corral, and then Willis, and then Zappi. What what about Howell? Howell. I'm going Howell number two. Oh, okay. Well, like I know Debo doesn't want to hear this, but I, I don't expect why would things be better in Washington for Carson Wentz than they were in Indianapolis? Well, I'm not saying that, but how has to I feel like jump two quarterbacks because Taylor Heineke's there too. Yeah, that's so a good point. They might not be as likely to put him in even if something happens to Carson Wentz. For some reason I think that Sam Darnold's not going to be truly terrible. Like he'll be average. I mean that just be an idiot. So the crowd <laughs> just has to be slightly above average to get in. Yeah, and obviously Matt Corral, I, he was my number one quarterback, and he went quarterback number four. So we'll see. All right. Good question. Thank you very much, Luke D08. Yeah, Luke. All right. I am Abraham, or excuse me, I am AB Turner on, on the Twitter machine. Pretty simple breach, four words. Can the Rams repeat? Um, I have a one word answer. No. <laughs> Boom. Five Is that words. it? Are we done? Two words. Next question. Uh, <laughs> why, why can't they repeat? Uh, well, one, repeating has proven to be near impossible. And I know that's almost like a lame reason, mm-hmm. but there, there's a reason it's been impossible. And it's because the NFL is just so the top, all the top teams are good and anyone can beat anyone. And so you need a degree of luck just to get to the super line. We saw it with the Bengals. We saw Tannehill had to throw three interceptions or uh, the, the chiefs had to make a crazy decision right before halftime to not kick a field goal and go for a touchdown. They didn't get it. And it's not just the Bengals, the Rams. If Jaquiski tart doesn't drop that interception in the NFC drop a gift mm. interception in the NFC title game, the Rams aren't in the super bowl. So there's just all these little things that have to go your way because the teams are so closely matched at the top. And the thought of that happening two years in a row, and their schedule is just brutal. So I don't think they're going to – Yeah, I just don't think they're going to repeat. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, Debo has put up the odds via Caesars. Not surprisingly, the Bills are number one at uh, – is that plus 700? 
Yeah. Can't see that far. Uh, followed by the Buccaneers, which I'm, I am not big on the Bucs this year. Uh, the, the Will Ferrell theory. <laughs> Thank you, Diva. My old man eyes can't see that far. Uh, the Chiefs are third, followed by the Packers. Then the Rams at plus 1,200. I think the most amazing number on this graphic we're looking at is that the 49ers are following the Rams at plus 1,500. Like, I don't even know where that comes from. Right, and I was reading this past week that, that Trey Lance has more money bet on him for MVP than Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes combined. What is so I don't know on? where this – do people just think that Trey Lance is going to magically – he couldn't beat out Jimmy Garoppolo last year, and now he's magically just going to be the next Joe Montana? Because He said his finger bothered him last year and affected the way he threw in the two games he played. But, I mean, that's got to be one hell of a finger injury for it to you know, go from uh, affecting what we saw to, to making him into uh, an MVP. But, hey – that that'd be a that's a home run draft pick if that's how it works out. I, I I'm, I'm skeptical, but but we'll find out together. What about the idea of the Rams at plus one one thirty five winning the division? I love that. I went on with the uh, sports line guys. I ditched the pick six podcast and went on the old gambling podcast. And the Rams winning that division is like my favorite bet, maybe of all time. It just feels like they're the oh, every other team in that division somehow got worse. The Seahawks lost Russell Wilson. The Forty Niners are having a quarterback change. Cardinals aren't going to have DeAndre Hopkins for the first six games. They're dealing with all this Kyler Murray drama. And then you have the Rams who added Allen Robinson and feels like, I mean, they traded for uh, a defensive back that used to be on the team. And I can't, is it Troy Hill? I can't even remember right now, um, but they got better. The Rams absolutely got better and they were already the best team in that division. And the fact that they're plus money blows my mind. And they got, don't forget Robert Wagner. I can't believe I haven't been calling Bobby Wagner, Robert Wagner this whole time. That's a big, huge, L on my part. What do you like better? The Chiefs at plus 160 to win the division or the Rams at plus 135 to win the division? The Rams. I feel, uh, to me, the Rams are like a lock. 90% sure the Rams are going to win. The Chiefs on the fence. I have no idea what's going to happen in that division. I wouldn't bet money on any team in that division. Would you bet the 49ers at plus 1500 to win the Super Bowl over the the Chargers at whatever they're at? They're somewhere below. No. Bigger than that. Absolutely. They're, they're, oh, they're right. They're plus 16. There you go. Follow them. I would I bet either. Chargers over the 49ers. Keep scrolling, Debo. I, I need to go. I'm going to see how far down I have to go before I would take the 49ers. Whoop. There's the Bengals at 22 to 1. Why are the Browns above the Bengals? I would take the 49ers after the Ravens, who are at plus 2,200. Um, I would take the Col- Colts over the 49ers. I think I would too at plus 25. And now we're getting to into we the range. The line. I w- yeah. Plus 3,000. I, I feels- would probably even take the Titans over the 49ers. But I think this is the range. The Cardinals, right, right, Titans, right. Dolphins are plus 3,000. That feel, I don't know what's going on with the four. Is, are people betting the 49ers plus 1,500? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. All right. I mean, they made it to the NFC title game last year. And so maybe people are feeling like if Trey Lance is that small step above Jimmy, they only need to take That's a small true. step forward. Uh, but man. that is true. It is amazing that they went to the NFC championship game. We sort of, that gets lost in the conversation because of, uh, you know, people like Brinson just talking up Matthew Stafford as a Hall of Famer when, as you've noted, they, they were one play away from from it being truly a disastrous end of that season. All right. I am A.B. Turner. There's your answer. One word plus many more to follow. So you do not reach. think the Rams are going to repeat? Just no. Okay. No, I think it's uh, it's going to be an AFC team, I think, because they have Ooh. so many more to choose choose from. Um, all right. From Spinny G. He's driving through Ohio this weekend, Breach. I'm assuming Spinny's a boy, uh, a man. Maybe it's a woman. Spinny is hi- driving through Ohio this weekend. How many cans of Skyline Chili does he need to purchase to fill a bathtub up to breach his neck? 
Now, the question is, are you taking it in the baby bath or are you taking it in the adult bath? Well, the adult bath. Uh, chili baths, you got to go all out. You can't do the baby bath. of. When did you? Why, what was it again? Why did you say you'd take a chili bath if the, if Bengals... the Bengals won the Super Bowl? Oh, they we came close it. to a chili bath. I would have bought all the chili and we would have put streamed this thing. I know that nobody wants to see me in a bathtub, but it would have happened. Uh, Here's the caveat. I'm in no room to, to make demands on people keeping their bets, but uh, it would have to be... Um, like right off the the pot temperature chili, like it, like you know, 180 degrees or whatever. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I, mean, no, I, I want all my that... bodily functions to work after this chili bath. I remember CJ Uzama said it like two weeks after I did that he was going to oh, take right. a chili bath, and then we were like, we could take a chili bath together. Like, so, but yeah, yeah. None of that happened. Um, you know, I did the math on this though. If we're going <laughs> to fill a bathtub with chili, right? How many cubic? Uh, one cubic chili, cubes? one chili can is 15 ounces. Okay. The standard bathtub is 80 gallons, which is about 10,240 ounces. So you would need 682 cans of chili. Oh, my God. Oh. You know how much a can of chili costs? It's not cheap. Uh, wait, so you can buy a can of Skyline chili at the grocery store? You don't just have to necessarily go to the um, restaurant? Is that right? No, but I mean, you probably need to go to the restaurant to get a whole vat of it. That's the only way this is going to happen. What is a can of chili? I have no idea. Four bucks, three bucks. Um, it's like I would say the cheapest I've seen it is about four dollars. Okay. So Hormel's or something I bet. No, no, it's for Skyline. It's gotta be Skyline. Oh, Skyline. Yeah, the, that's why it's four dollars. You can get like cheap no brand chili for like a dollar fifty. So <laughs> if you are spending four dollars per can and buying six hundred and eighty-two cans, Ryan, twenty-five that is, bucks. That is more than twenty-seven hundred dollars on chili. Sweet mercy. So. Maybe I would do it just to see one of our listeners drop 2700 on chili. That's the easiest GoFundMe ever. Like, just give Breach four bucks to take a bath in chili. Uh, Maybe you should do like a chili hot tub. You and I mean, that, isn't that what you just said I should do? Boil the chili? I mean, that basically is what a chili hot tub is. <laughs> yeah, just get a big that, that's the big vat you jump to, like the thing that the Joker fell into in the original Batman. All right, there we go. Breach actually did the math for you. All the math. Spinny G. So um, maybe we should move on that before inflation continues to. to uh, yeah. There could be chili inflation, not just money inflation. Chili inflation. Chili inflation. You know, uh, at $2,700, though, it actually looking at this right now, it would be cheaper to just start your own <laughs> Skyline Chili franchise. The initiation fee is $20,000. So you're already 10% of the way there. So just do that and then come in and buy the chili. Yeah. How often does a, like, you have to be a real, I'm guessing, a real, Really terrible at business not to make this the Skyline franchise work out. And maybe I, I mean, not really because if you started outside of Cincinnati, people are like, "What the hell are you doing?" No, no, Why? you got to do. Uh, that's going to be my follow. You have to be in Cincinnati. You can't go do it. In but New then Orleans, most of all the good spots in Cincinnati are probably taken. Maybe I'll try and bring one to Nashville. Yeah, that's a great idea. And then we could have the, we could host the Pick Six podcast there. You guys could fly in each week. It'd be, it'd be great for business. Would we have to do it inside the chili hot tub? Yes. Do the po- podcast from there? That All sense. Super Bowl podcasts from the Chili Hot. So like once yeah. a year, we do the Chili, we do the podcast from the Chili Hot Tub. All right. Stu Broomhill, who um, tweets at us every once in a while and is a loyal listener. Thank you, Stu. Has a question for you, Breach. With the queen about to clock clock up 70 years on the throne. Wow, that is a long time. She's, I think she's like nine. Longer than Wilson's been alive. Barely. We were in high school together. With the queen about to clock up 70 years on the throne. Who from the world of the NFL would be best suited to replace her, aside from Prisco, of course? Keep up the good work, you guys, while irritatingly tardy. Rock, No kidding, Stu. And I'll let you guess who is 
uh, chronically the culprit. Who from the NFL? I, I you know this is the standard answer, but I would love to see Bill Belichick uh, as like the British the, the face of British royalty. Yeah, I think Belichick would do it. Uh, I think Tom Brady would be a good answer because yeah. Quinn Elizabeth is pretty well liked, and I feel like Brady's gotten like, besides Wilson has gotten more well-liked, and he seems ageless where he'd be around forever. So you put him on the throne now, he'll be there for 50 years. Yeah, but it feels like it, he's like one of these characters in Game of Thrones or Lord of Rings or Harry Potter that ends up being truly terrible. Like he comes across as being wholesome and pure, and then you find out <laughs> the whole time he's been up to something. But then Belichick uh, is like a curmudgeon who, you know, like you don't see Queen Elizabeth out in public too much anymore, and and that's kind of like Belichick shows up, does his job, and and then goes home and takes a nap. I the the difference is that like he doesn't dress up for anything. She has to dress up as part of her duties. Although I feel like there's some unwritten rules in, in sort of how the Patriots do things with Belichick, and they're just written down for the like the things you can and can't do. Like the, you can't walk in front of the Queen. Uh, you have to you know curtsy. I don't know if you can't stare. I don't know if that's a real rule or not. But all those things can't look in her eyes. Or they'll cut yeah. your head off. Can't look directly in her eyes. Um, Belichick, you said Tom Brady. I feel like Mark Davis feels like he would be like the the fourth or fifth in line to the throne. Like he has the bow cut. He's Mark the guy Davis. That, he uh, was born into money, and he's just sort of – he knows he's never going to be elevated to the throne. And then through a series of circumstances that no one saw coming, he, he ends up being uh, – Yeah, that movie's been made. Mark Davis would basically be King Ralph. Have you ever seen that <laughs> with uh with um John Goodman, right? Yeah, John yeah. Goodman, and so the whole royal family is having yeah. a royal portrait taken, and it starts to rain right before it at the beginning of the movie, and then the picture, and it shocks everyone, so they all die, and so they have to find the next in line to the throne, who's like the sixty seventh person in line, and it's this guy named Ralph who lives in America, played by John Good. That's Mark Davis. <laughs> That's where we are. I feel like he just saw that movie. Like you know it in such great detail. <laughs> oh my god, King Ralph. That's I like was my favorite get... movie as a kid, and I don't know why it was the dumbest movie in the world. <laughs> you know it. You know uh, it by heart. I think you're gonna say King Joffrey or something. You went with King Ralph, which is much better. King All right, Ralph. Mark Davis. Uh just stay by the phone, Mark. You you might be that guy. What about Goodell? Uh, Throw him uh, in there. I feel like he's been on the throne forever. He, he does he's just the... good enough that you know you don't really you're just you're accepting that he's going to be the commissioner forever. Yeah, I guess he, there's no real. He's always like, um, he feels like an intern. He's like medium. He's like like Mark Davis. You, you expect some crazy stuff from Belichick. Is sort of the other direction in terms of um, no affect. Russia Gale just feels like he's like the, the he's like an extra in in King Ralph, for example. He's like one of the first guys to get electrocuted. All right, here we go. Netflix is going to see like uh 8% uptick in people watching King Ralph yeah. this week. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Where can I, I don't think you think anyone's ever tweeted this. Where can I watch King Ralph? I want to find out. Yeah, let's find out. I wonder, I wonder if anyone's even tweeted about King Ralph. I, I feel like it's a movie. No one's thought about in years. I don't even uh, know. King Ralph. It was made in 1991. Oh, can I watch it on Amazon prime or have to buy it? Oh my God. Somebody did tweet it. Shout out to this guy named Alex Deller or girl, someone, someone named Alex Deller in March 2020 <laughs> wanted to know where they could watch King Ralph. What was the answer? Uh, no one answered. I don't think it's on Netflix. No, it's not on Netflix anymore. All right. Well, we'll, we'll get you that answer next week.
I'll watch it and I'll write up a review. And then here's a hungover person from August 2019 who said, I'm going to watch King Ralph and Dave today. <laughs> what a great hangover movies. My God. Uh, how do you know they're hungover? Because they said in the tweet they're hungover. Oh, okay. Fair enough. All right, here we go. <laughs> no one thought of the uh, on Twitter. For Ryan Wilson, which is me, do you think the Steelers would should allow AB to retire a Steeler? Rich, I'll put the question to you first because I, I like to get uh, the uh, the opinion of people who are fans of the team in the division to see what they think. Do you think the Steelers should allow AB to retire a Steeler? I don't know if that includes him playing for any length of time, but let's assume it, it includes sending him to play and then letting him retire after that. Uh, if it inc- you know what's crazy, and this is this is going to sound just absolutely nuts, is that I don't think it would be the worst thing in the world for them to sign AB if he was willing to play for like the veteran minimum. It's not like they're stacked at receiver. It would improve their position. They're one of the few rosters that could really use him, assuming he's healthy. And, you know, we've already known that Mike Tomlin is literally the one coach in the NFL who could keep him in check uh, because there had to be more stories than mm. maybe just Facebooking from the locker room and it, you, all these things. You never heard anything because Tomlin was able to work with him for whatever reason. And uh, so, yeah, you let, maybe sign him to a one year contract and let him retire. That being said, I think the smart thing here if I'm the Steelers front office is to say, yeah, we're going to let all this blow over. If you want to retire a Steeler, maybe we'll do that in like eight years, but we're not doing it right now. Right. Uh, they have four receivers on the roster. They're going to make the team. Two of them are, are rookies and George Pickens and Calvin Austin, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, the other two. I don't know if Deontay Johnson's going to hold out for a new deal. Um, he's in the final year of his deal. I think so. We'll see. They also have Anthony Miller, the former second round pick. I think of the bears, miles Boykin, who was a day two pick of the Ravens didn't work out there. Gunnar Olszewski, who they who they uh, signed from New England, but he's there to, to as a returner. So they do have four guys, and half of those guys haven't played a snap in the NFL. All that said, Omar Khan's the new general manager, just promoted. He's been there for a while, but um, I don't think one of his first moves is going to be we should bring bring back AB. The other thing that that I would concern me, not even Tomlin having to you know take time out of his schedule to to babysit AB, is that Big Ben's no longer there. So now you're dealing with whether it's Mr. Bisky. Uh, Kenny Pickett or maybe even Mason Rudolph having to deal with the the, the personality that is Antonio Brown, who will 100% pout when things don't go his way. And th- we're not even like I totally forget about the thing where he walked out the field in New York. Yeah, I mean, that was that was crazier than the fro- freezing your feet off and arriving in a hot air balloon and uh, the helmet gate thing and, and then dancing when he got cut. Like there's just so much, and I, I think you sort of touched on a breach. The fact that. Tomlin was able to handle him for eight or nine years, however long he was in Pittsburgh. And then he went completely buck wild crazy. J- just imagine like what Tomlin was devoting to keeping him in check. Right, right. If he had done any of those things, he'd be in the Hall of Fame. It's Wait, so you're, you're telling me that uh, if A.B. went on Twitter tomorrow, and by the way, I think Antonio Brown is in uh, Qatar or uh, he's in Saudi Arabia doing something making money. <laughs> He was he was Instagramming about it. Mm. Uh, so Doha. Telling, I think he's in Doha. I'm telling you what. You're gonna ask. Oh me yeah. So so if his contract, if if he said on Instagram tomorrow that he could he would be willing to pay, play for the Steelers, he'd sign a one year, one point five million dollar deal. Would you want that? No. Let me ask you this. Let's say that Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd uh, decide to spend the year. Um, riding their bicycles across America. Would you want Antonio Brown on your team for $1 million a year? I mean, if there's no one else out there. 
Oh, AB's in Dubai. I got my. He's in Dubai. There he's in go. the Middle East. Uh, it's a hard I no bet for they me. They paid him millions. He's like, forget football. I'm going to make ten million dollars in appearance out here in Dubai. I'm going to do it. Anybody we might not ever see him again. He's not going to be back here to get his jersey retired. Who knows who he is in the Middle East, though? Is that a big NFL football viewing audience? I mean, everyone. So he's a celebrity. All right. Josh Alvarez on Twitter asks, as as men that are almost to their midlife crisis, dude, I'm firmly in it. What is one uh, – clearly, Brinson has passed this point, LOL. Fair enough, Josh. What is one ridiculous thing you would want to buy? Oh, I got a lot of ridiculous things. What do you want to buy, Breach? Ah, you know – a, a jet, a private jet. I can't afford you're, that. You're being insane. Like, what are you considering buying? Like, you, what is like something? There's a ten percent chance you buy because you're able to. You can't buy a jet. No, I don't. I don't, I don't. Nothing. You have everything you need. I just, I'm. My wife can't Christmas shop for me because there's nothing I like want. There's like, if you want something, you should go buy it. Like we're adults, and so there's nothing. I don't sit. What's the and, last thing you bought that cost more than fifty bucks for you? A Super Bowl ticket. <laughs> That's the last thing you bought for yourself six months ago? Just four months ago. But yeah, I don't buy it. I cannot think of one thing. A plane ticket to go see my buddies last week. In, how much did the, the lifts cost in your shoes? Uh, you don't want to know. <laughs> out of my price range. God, you're incredibly boring. Uh, I'm I, con- I still buy expensive things unless it has to do with traveling somewhere or or doing something. Here's something mindless that, I, that I'm trying to talk myself into buying. A... Uh, uh, a coffee grinder, like a burr grinder, which is oh uh, yeah, get one, just do it. It's a fancy coffee grinder. Like it, it literally, I have a hand grinder, the burr grinder. Like it's uh, it breaks the the beans properly. Like there, you can't tell the difference whether you use a spice grinder to. The, but I mean, you know, it doesn't matter when you're you're an idiot like me. So a hand grinder, I can get off Amazon for twenty bucks, but it takes forever to grind the coffee, uh, even though it does it quote unquote properly. Like the burr grinder, the electric one is like two hundred bucks. I mean, that would just, I would be better served setting that 200 bucks on fire. But I'll probably end up getting that. And uh, either as a, like, that's the other thing. Like, I use like Father's Day and my birthday is shortly thereafter as excuses to buy stuff. True. Um, Debo, is there anything, you're probably more likely than any of us to. Yeah, this, this question's perfect for Debo. A mindless purchase. I mean, I went through a phase a couple of months ago where I was just convinced I was going to buy an RV. Oh, that's <laughs> all right. I, I actually, like, a perfect. Like perfect. Like, I'm going to rent this thing. I had like a purpose to it. And then multiple reasons why not like gas going to $5 doesn't help matters. But an, an RV was on my mind for a, a solid stretch there. I was in, I was that way too, like two or three years ago, like a pull behind RV or like a sprinter van. Like a, not a fifth wheel, but a, a like a class C. Yeah. RV. Nice. Look at you, Debo. Huh? Are you going to live I mean, in it or just, whole, just like, 32 34 foot but like a 24 to 27 oh, yeah, that's, too that's too big for me yeah i was thinking so what if we get an expense what if we start doing the podcast from an rv and we just drive the cross country and have a pick six you, podcast tour you in the rv you want to be in a small space with brinson indefinitely is what you're saying you think brinson's gonna sleep in an rv no every time we stop that he's gonna find the nicest hotel he's gonna find the closest four seasons he'll sleep in there me you and debo are uh, sleeping in this rv together that, that podcast uh, exists with a couple of uh nfl players <laughs> oh, there you go. In Nashville? Yeah, Taylor Luan and, and Will yeah. have a podcast called They're on a bus, Debo. There's a big difference. Bussing. Yeah. Who's doing it with Taylor Luan? Uh Will Compton. Oh, yeah. Uh, nice. Do you have any more recent uh 
things you're trying to talk stuff into buying? Like a, a ranch or something? A horse? What a horse? No. I mean, I'm going to... This is an unreasonable purchase, but I'm trying to, to buy somewhere in this this housing market in, in South Florida. So that that's kind of a... Uh, I'll call it a third life crisis because I'm not at the midlife. I'm not at the quarter life. I'm at like the third life crisis. Oh, right. A third. Yeah. But that, at least that's a, a an investment. Like an RV, that ain't an investment. You can sell it, but it is if you live in it forever and don't have to pay rent. Oh, there you go. Think about that one, Wilson. Thank you. Uh, Didn't think about that one. Classic Wilson. Thank you, Brene Brown. All right, here we go. Last one from Sean. Ooh, Sean Wagner McGuff. Scribs LS on Twitter. I don't think that's spanky. When is the pick six crew coming to Boston for some golf? I know some solid courses out here. Let's get going. Well, first off, Breach. I used to live in Boston for three years. No, what? What was your favorite thing about Boston? All the Dunkin' Donutses? Uh, there are a lot of Dunkin' Donuts. This was like the mid mid to late 90s, of course. I love Boston. I tell you, the, the thing I love most about Boston is that at the time, it was relatively cheap. I lived with my my roommates from college. Initially, I lived, lived there with my girlfriend, and then she dumped me. So then I moved and lived with my buddies from college. But the best thing about being in Boston age 22 to 25 is that there are several hundred thousand college-age kids there. It was the best place to be out of college. Like it was, it, I had a blast. Uh, even even though I did get dumped during that time. If you a, could move back right now, would you? Uh, no, I, I don't. I don't want to live in a city with kids, and what? it's so so insanely expensive. Like it's just. Um, but we were there. We were back in 2015, and um, it was fun. Like um, one of my friends owns a restaurant there. Um, let me find the name of it in case you want to go. In case everyone here wants to go. Yeah. Uh, I've been to Boston once, and it was in January 2018. It was the weekend. Oh, what did you go for? The title game and the well, between the title game and the Super Bowl, my wife and I would usually try and do something that weekend to kind of celebrate having a weekend off for the first time. Because um, usually we travel, if we were traveling to the Super Bowl on Monday, so I'd have Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and have to be close because you can't be flying crazy. Um, so we decided to go to Boston, and it was a lot of fun. We um, went to Fenway Park area. Obviously, there's no games because this was in January. Walked around, hit a bar there, saw this couple getting in an argument. We were a couple, but we weren't the couple <laughs> in the argument. And then we sided with the girl, so she bought us some shots. That's my boss. Golly. Got, got it right in the middle of it. Yeah, <laughs> no, so in the middle of it, they came over to us. They're like, you guys look like a couple. Why don't you help settle our argument? And first, really, the thing you should do is immediately say no. Right. But we were drunk. We're like, yeah, just tell us. We'll help you. And yeah, it just went uphill and downhill and sideways. And it, this went a lot of directions. I don't think uh, living there three years, I don't think I ever played golf in Boston. But um, well, then you need to talk to Sean because he knows a lot of courses. Yeah. But Sean, if you haven't been, you should hit up Commonwealth Restaurant. Uh, it's in, in Cambridge. It's at the, the Kendall Square. Stop on the TV from the train. Um, run by my buddy Steve Postal. Also, uh, they opened up a new place called Revival Cafe and Kitchen. I think that's either in Alewife or either in Davis Square, one of those two places. He has a couple of restaurants. Um, yeah, so shout out to Postal, who, to sort of bring this all back home, Breach, previously he used to be the the chef for the Red Sox. <clears throat> Whoa. That's so crazy. there we go. All right, let's do a Would You Rather, and then we'll get out of here. It's my favorite way to end the podcast every week. Ooh. Would you rather host the show with Will Brinson or would you rather Brinson not here and you have to host the show yourself? <laughs> All right. This is, well, here's the first question. 
Debo, do you or Breach like roller coasters? Where, where are you at on the roller coaster scale? Uh, um, give me a, I'm like an eight out of 10 in favor of loving roller coasters. Oh, good. Okay. I'm with you. Um, I will not go out of my way to like seek out roller coasters, but if I am at a place that has roller coasters, I will happily go on them. Okay, good. So we're all in the same boat. Okay. So here's, oh boy, here's the question. This is a good question. I'm going to add a word. So I think it'll make it even more enticing. So let's assume it's like, um, like a July day in Fort Lauderdale, that type of hot. Okay. And you're at the theme park. Would you rather Drink one gallon of warm milk and then ride a roller coaster. You drink one gallon. How long do you have to drink the gallon, Breach? I mean, that's the question. If it's four hours, sure, no. I'll do that. Like 30 minutes. God, 10 minutes. 10 20 no, minutes. I don't know. 20. Yeah. All right, 20. So you have, it's a hot day. Drink one gallon of warm milk in 20 minutes, then ride a roller coaster. Or ride a roller coaster behind someone who drank one gallon of milk. Wait, what's the second one? So you're just betting... Oh, sit behind someone who drank the gallon of milk in 20 minutes. Hot day, yada yada yada. Oh, I'm I want the milk. I want me if I'm getting puked on, I want it to be my own puke. I don't want if, if yeah, don't you feel bad about puking on 40 people? No, I, I don't, I don't care. I, I worry about myself in this situation. <laughs> this is uh, I, I'm not worried about anyone else around me. This is I, if, if the person in front of me pukes on me, then I am going to puke anyway. So I'd rather right. be the puker than the puke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. The 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 uh, ground zero puker Debo. Yeah. I mean, you got to side with breach. I don't know. Uh, what, what are the odds that we're putting that this person in front pukes? What are the odds that you're going to puke after? I, like, I think my, Oh, I don't want to think about I it. I mean, like, 20 minutes, anyone's puking off that. Like you've seen people try to drink. <laughs> you try to see people drink cold milk in an hour and they'll, they'll puke their brains out for the next few days. So oh, I hate milk. I don't hate it, but a couple hours. All right. Two hours. That's still a long. That's not a long time. No. <laughs> Two um, hours of cold milk. Still a hot day though. I'm still. It's like seventy five percent odds. I think minimum that 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 is coming up. So you're you're just drinking it and trying to hold it down. Yeah. Oh, or God. or not holding it down, but yeah, uh, getting thrown <laughs> up on is is not fun. Happened to me in the Atlanta airport. What? Oh, in God. the plane or in the airport? In the airport, I was sitting down at like outside of a Popeyes because it was so crowded. <laughs> that was your first problem. You sit outside right. of Popeyes in an airport, you're getting puked on. <laughs> Just trying to enjoy my Popeyes, and this like ten year old puked on me. And oh no! Parent, the parents didn't even apologize. They just like whisked them away. Yeah, yeah, sitting yeah. Sitting yeah. there. Oh my god! All right, Debo's in for payback. So that family will be sitting behind you on right. a roller coaster. All right, done and done. All how right. Long ago, how long ago was this, Debo? It's like. Two and a half years ago. Uh, I mean, you said it like it was yesterday, so clearly this is burnt. No, I mean, it, it, imagine that happening. That That's burning still, your head. Yeah, still feels pretty fresh. I mean, two and a half years getting thrown up on. Yeah, there are a few things grosser than getting thrown up on. No, there's nothing. There's Would you rather get thrown up on or like walk through like dog dookie barefoot in the backyard, which I unfortunately have done because my friggin' dog refuses to go to the bathroom where I like him to. Wait, or what? Step in dog crap in the backyard or anywhere barefoot. I'd rather step in dog poop barefoot. Yeah, because I can wash it off pretty quickly. All right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's uh, what about stepping stepping dog poop barefoot at a Popeyes? I can't believe this is how we're ending the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, the whole idea is to get Princeton fired. I think we're right on track. <laughs> All right, that's a wrap on the old mailbag. Mailbag. Oh, there it is. We didn't even say we got it in there. 
Thanks for joining us. Uh, Brentson may or may not be back. You have to come back. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com.